Hello, I'm Dr. Dean Schroffnagel, Senior Deputy Editor of the Annals of the American Thoracic Society. I'm interviewing Dr. Alexander White from the Department of Pulmonary and Sleep Medicine at New England Sinai Hospital, Tufts University School of Medicine. Dr. White was the senior author of an article appearing in February, in the February 2013 issue of Annals of the American Thoracic Society. His uh, article was entitled, The Argument in Favor of Graphic Warnings on Cigarette Packages. Um, hello, Dr. White. Could you briefly uh, tell us what is the argument in favor of graphic warnings uh, labels on cigarette packages? Sure. Um, thank you very much for inviting me to participate in this podcast. Uh, the evidence in favor of graphic warnings on cigarette packages really dates back approximately uh, 10 years since they were first implemented in Canada in 2001. And further studies have been done on uh, point-of-sale tobacco health warnings in New York City, other studies in Mexico, other studies in Germany, and these studies have shown that pictorial warnings are associated with significant higher motivation to quit smoking, uh, a higher fear intensity to the effects of smoking, uh, independent of nicotine dependence and self-affirmation. Very well. And who do you think would be most affected by the graph graphic warning labels? The evidence seems to point towards uh, hopefully all people being affected, but particularly young people are uh, likely to be uh, influenced by graphic warning labels that demonstrate the effects of smoking on immediate health, such as on teeth or on skin. And then the other uh, group of um, the other population who may benefit from it are the ex-smokers in the graphic warnings have been helped to uh, control the cravings for tobacco and remain tobacco free. But uh, obviously, our sense is that um, any form of graphic warning is going to be beneficial to the smoking population in general. Ah, very good. How much do does the knowledge of health effects um, uh, affect the smoking uh, or the quit rate? It seems that uh, everybody should know that cigarette smoking is harmful, and yet uh, we have so many smokers. Absolutely. Um, the health consequences of the information appear to vary with age and by the type of consequence. For, for example, the immediate health effects of smoking, such as yellow teeth and bad breath, are most relevant to youth, whereas the longer-term consequences, such as uh, coronary artery disease or COPD or lung cancer, are much more relevant to older smokers. Um, and in general, uh, health consequence warnings are most effective when they're paired with offers of treatment resources, such as talk to your doctor or call the quit line. So there seems to be some difference on how the knowledge affects smokers at different ages. Mm. Yes, it seems the uh, the problem of cigarette smoking is uh, is universal. In, you know, in uh, Congress right now, there's a uh, a bill, or there was a bill last year, and it is apparently going to be introduced again to exempt cigarette cigars rather from the FDA authority. A bill last year was introduced, and it had 220 sponsors, which is the majority of the House of Representatives. It's just uh, sort of mind-boggling for for us in uh, medicine to see how this could have such a support. In, in fact, uh, some of the supporters are physicians. Do you have some thoughts on that? It's a it's an interesting issue. 
Um, I think there's a common misperception sometimes that cigars are not necessarily inhaled and are therefore less harmful. Um, I think that some of the sponsors of this bill are not aware of the impact of cigar smoking on adolescent initiation of smoking, so I think there's a knowledge deficit here. I think also cigars uh, over the years have been associated with celebration, and I think that that sort of remains as a hangover from the past. And, um, you know, I think there's a subset of the... Um, of the population who have a, a misplaced sense that cigar smoking is a marker of wealth and sophistication. So I think it's many things, and I think we have a lot of work to do to try and uh, get cigar smoking less glorified than it is. Yes, and I suppose the uh, tobacco company's contribution to the campaign funds might have come in there too. Absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, and another question, a political question, too, is that the United States has not ratified the Framework Convention on Tobacco Control Health Treaty, uh, despite our efforts. Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I, I asked uh, Al Munzer, who is a... Um, who is well-informed in this area, and his answer was that the ratification of this requires a two-third vote of the Senate, which is a difficult threshold. Uh, that in general, the U.S. has a policy of not ratifying any treaty unless the U.S. is in full compliance with all of its provisions. Uh, but the absence of ratification does not necessarily mean that the U.S. does not support the treaty. A somewhat complicated answer, but that was uh, the best answer I could get, uh, and that was tapping Al Munzer, who is up-to-date in this area. Well, very well. And that will conclude our uh, podcast. I've been ta- I'm Dr. Dean Schroffnagel, Senior Deputy Editor of Annals of the, uh, of the American Thoracic Society, and I've been talking with Dr. Alex uh, White from the Department of Pulmonary and Sleep Medicine at New England Sinai Hospital. Thank you, Dr. White. Thank you very much for inviting me.